2: Hello there, welcome back to the Charger Chat. I'm your co-host, wool Dunk, sitting with my buddy, Kev hung and Duggan. Who let the wool dog out? Who, 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 Now I will neither confirm nor deny, but let's not forget <laughs> Kyle the Coach Duggan. Hi guys, we ready for Sunday? As ready as we'll ever be. So ready. Yes. So all day. Yes, folks. We could do this All day. All day. <laughs> lots to talk about this episode. Uh, We've got some new players to talk about, an injury report to go over, uh, an opponent to look at. And as always, we've got a Craig experience and a Bolt Beat lined up for this episode. Uh, But first and foremost, let's start it off here at the top. We've got some new faces here uh, with the Chargers team. The Chargers signed defensive lineman Tyler Davison to the active roster from Cleveland's practice squad. And the Bolts also signed defensive lineman David Moa to the practice squad. Uh, Since coming into the NFL as a fifth-round selection of the New Orleans Saints in 2015, Davison has started 86 of 105 regular season games with uh, the Saints and the Falcons. He has totaled 216 tackles, 100 of them solo, five sacks and 18 tackles for a loss, while adding three forced fumbles, a recovery, and four passes defended. Davison started all four career postseason games with the Saints, recording 15 tackles and a 10 yard sack. So it's so not so bad. We, the the yeah, thing is that everyone's
4: like, kind of bummed, though. The problem is that everyone's kind of bummed because one team got two players we talked about on the last episode. Linval yeah, yeah. Joseph and Ndamukong Sue both went to the Eagles, yeah. which
2: I, yeah, it sucked. It really does. But, well, I mean, you got to look at it like, okay, who's, What team has the most wins right now? The Eagles. So if I was a free agent, who would I want to go play for? Right. That's a good point. It's like
5: everyone assumes this is like a video game where you just get to pick and they have to come play for you. Yeah. like Linval Joseph, we just let him walk. He he doesn't feel any love from the Chargers. We clearly have moved on and went in a different direction. Why would he want to come play it for us again? Yeah, and then a weird. guy like Nadalikatsu, the guy, he's he's chasing rings right now. We're sitting five and four with a really banged up roster. It's not. All that appealing. We're not probably not willing to spend a huge amount of money with the, the amount of money we put out in this offseason. So, it, 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 the big name just didn't make a whole lot of sense. One, the, us being attractive enough to bring him in, and two, mm-hmm. um, us not wanting to spend money. But it sounds like we got two veterans, or with, with Tyler Davison, we got a veteran that's played a lot that our coaches have a little bit more of an in depth like, um, relationship with having been in New Orleans with some of our coaching staff. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy's done it. He's, he's it's not like we're picking a guy off a couch that's never played football before. He's a he's a right. big time NFL vet that's played in playoff games and he's in shape because he's he's played on the practice squad this whole season. So that's a plug and play
4: type of guy. Right, I think that's what coach was saying, too, is like it's not, you know, these names may not be the flashiest in essence. He didn't say that, but he wants guys that can come in. And they're not just guys you like get on the roster that can possibly play like we're going to need them to play. So you Mm, need to have guys that are ready to go or in shape and just absolutely ready to get on a football field. And, you know, Lynn Linval and and Sue haven't been on rosters yet. So that's going to be some acclimating to do Mm -hmm. for sure. Yeah. And they're going to be guys that spot like both of those guys at the the
5: stage of their career. They're not playing 50 snaps a game. Those guys are going to get, you're going to get 15 to 20 tops. And Mm -hmm. that's not what we need right now. We need guys that are going to be able to play the whole game.
2: Right. Um, Nick Cothroll tweeted out uh, newly signed Chargers defensive lineman Tyler Davison on his early impressions of the team. Davison said, The vibe has been good. I feel like it's a hungry team. It's a team that has a lot of belief in themselves to go out and win. There's not much else you can ask for.
4: And this is good perspective because he gets to like gets dropped right in the middle of all this and he gets a very (laughs) no bias. Like what is this all about? And that's awesome. That's awesome to hear
5: in a time in a time where the vibe could be bad. Like this could be like a team that has gone through so much crap that they're just like exhausted and tired and, I don't want to get hurt. I've seen all my teammates go down. That could very easily be the vibe. I think I think it points to our coaching
2: staff Mm -hmm. keeping these guys in it. (laughs) Hey. Yeah. It's uh yeah, like like you guys have just said, it's an it's an unbiased opinion. A guy just walks in and it's like, okay, so what do you think? It's like, hey man, good vibes. Got a hungry team and they wanna they've got something to fight for. I dig your vibes. And I dig your vibes. Um Well, Fonks NFL tweeted this out, and I I already knew that we were kind of top in the charts, but I didn't realize we had crested to the top. Uh, (laughs) They tweeted out a list of teams, and based on the amount of drops that they've had this season, and right at the top is both the Chargers and the Buccaneers at 20 drops. We've had 2-0. Through 10 weeks. That's two a game. And they're the, the
4: and I feel only like nine ours games. are at the worst possible time these drops happen. <laughs> yeah. To. These aren't like Ours are not, silly not like drops. first
5: quarter. Yeah. First quarter, first and 10, you just drop it. It's like third and 10, World's wide open. We've got the over rest the of the, the game middle. to figure yeah. it out. Yeah. Yeah. And most yeah, of those yeah.
4: drops are, are they're Justin's interceptions, too. They get donked yeah, off a helmet weak. or come off somebody's hands and they get the intercepted. Like that's, that's just a seeing this and like laying it out. Like
2: we, this needs to stop. And you got yeah. you got
4: to catch these balls. We got to get one and two back.
2: Yeah. I I mean honestly, even looking at this list, there's a lot of teams that have had quite a few drops. You've got the Dolphins, the Chiefs, the uh the Packers, the Jaguars, Titans, Giants, Buffalo, Cleveland, Indianapolis and Denver all with 14 drops or more. Uh that's yeah. a lot of drops. That's a lot of unsure hands or guys throwing the ball too hard, I don't know. Like I don't know what the deal the, is with that. I think the stat you always got to look at everything going on around the stat,
5: right? Like we throw the ball so much. We're not throwing the ball 25 times a game. It's not like the Bears who throw the ball 12 times a game. There's been games where Justin this year is throwing it 50 times. So the numbers are all up on attempts. The bummer about the Chargers is that most of our pass attempts are really short. (laughs) Those should be automatic catches. It's not as if if we're hucking the ball. Like the Dolphins, they're throwing the ball downfield every single play, you're going to have some drops on tough catches. But Mm -hmm. underneath stuff, that's got to be automatic.
4: Well, and that's the thing that kind of like I thought about it today. Everyone's like, this has been the lowest average yard per, you know, catch that in Herbert's career. It's like, well, yeah, it's the law of averages. He throws it 55 times a game. You know, you're gonna. Yeah. That's going to mess with his average for sure. So, mm-hmm. right. you know, if half of those are checkdowns, that's half of his checkdowns are more than what most people throw in an entire game. So it's just a, I yeah. don't like hearing that stat. It's annoying. Like it's that it, it is a reflection of what this offense is, but it's it's kind of a loaded, weird, you know, math. Right. You know, well, it's also making the have math a running back like
5: you have a running back like Austin Eckler, like a. A short pass to the flat, that's just a glorified run. You're just getting your running back the ball in open space. yeah might well be a technically pitch. a short pass, but it's more like a run, you know, so mm-hmm. there's you could you could adjust and manipulate these stats to say whatever you want them to
2: say right. that's very true. um well, let's look over at the injury report uh for the upcoming game, looking at the chargers here. uh we did see. Uh, you know what, before we get to that, let's go to Daniel Popper because Daniel Popper uh, tweeted out, Keenan Allen Hamstring and Mike Williams both practicing for second straight day. Hip hip hooray. Holy shit. Keenan Allen on if he thinks he'll play Sunday night versus the Chiefs said I hope. Mike Williams that's still,
5: that's the best. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. Mike Williams asked the same thing and he was like, I guess we'll see or something like that, but he had a big
4: smile on his face while saying it. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, I think it'd be cool. I think there's maybe some like co, you know, getting behind the scenes like, hey, I'm gonna wait for Mike to come back and then we'll go out there and we'll f the Chiefs up. What do you think? Do you, ready? Break. Ready, break. break. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. We saw Keenan Allen and Mike Williams both have some limited practices Wednesday and Thursday and Thursday. They were running routes. So that, that was good somebody, to see. Somebody posted that video. And oh and so, uh, yeah. couldn't good. get
4: enough of those videos that leaked out. It yeah. was so good.
2: Please, please. Uh, DeAndre Carter still dealing with a bit of a rib injury. We saw him on the injury report last week, but he's getting limited practices in. Uh, Gerald Everett dealing with the groin injury. Got two limited practices in Wednesday and Thursday. Dustin Hopkins, understandably, still not practicing uh, with the right hamstring injury. Uh, Khalil Mack, again, scared us all on Wednesday by not practicing, but was just a rest day, folks. Nothing to be, nothing I to be afraid of.
6: I think we can
4: expect
2: Wednesdays from now on, season, he's yeah. going to
4: get that day off. Veteran Which is day. fine. Yeah, I mean,
2: if he still keeps getting sacks at games, who cares? <laughs> yeah. With Bosa out, too. He's just playing the whole game. Right. So he just his body needs that extra day. Yeah. yeah. Um, Trey Pipkins still dealing with the knee injury, getting limited practices in. That's good. Uh, Chris Rumpf dealing with the knee injury, getting limited practices in. And this was a surprise. J.K. Scott, dealing with an illness, has not been practicing, didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. So a little concerning because we don't know what Tummy the ache. illness is. Yeah, don't, San, know. You know, don't what? know.
5: You know what it is? The Santa Ana winds just came in, and he's not used to it. There you go. He's not, he's not, he's not been in Southern California long enough. That'll knock you right on your butt. You get some really? of that, that, that dry air mess up. Yeah, I, that's what I'm going to go with. That's the
2: positive attitude. Take a day to adjust. He'll be back. I'm on board. All right. Well, hopefully he's got all of the uh, humidifiers going around to the bedside and uh, <laughs> doctor- moistening up that air for him. We and, used to uh, have
4: a segment a long time ago, doctor, coach, medicine woman uh, strikes oh, yeah. and gave us some good, uh, some good uh, health
2: information for there our players. All right. Well, you learned a little bit more today. It, yeah. We don't know if that's necessarily. It's probably it, no, yeah, though. It's but, probably fine. Yeah, it could be, though. I hope. Uh, either way, it's something. To the keep odds an are eye pretty high, high actually. I think yeah, it's something high. to keep an eye on because if he can't go <laughs> Sunday, do we have? I think we have a punter on the practice squad, don't we? I don't actually. know. I think we do. I think we had one from. Or Dicker or the on. kicker does it all. Yeesh. <laughs> <I hope> he, <laughs> Who knows?
4: Maybe he's that's got a frightening it.
2: idea. Um. Well, looking over at the Chiefs injury report, uh, something to take into consideration here. Uh, Mecole Hardman uh, dealing with abdomen slash illness didn't practice Wednesday and then was sent to the injured reserve on Thursday. So that's a wide receiver. We're not going to have to face. Yeah. Another wide receiver that we might not be facing either is Juju Smith Schuster dealing with a concussion. Didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. And then another wide receiver that we might not see (laughs) on Sunday is Marquez Valdez Scantling Dealing with an illness, didn't practice Wednesday and got a limited practice in Thursday. So, uh, you know, obviously you're, you're not rooting for guys to get injured or be hurt, but if you're going up against a team like the Kansas City Chiefs... It helps. It helps. Like, you can't argue well, that it just, doesn't help. It's going to make that Travis-Kelsey-Derwin-James
5: matchup that much more important. You know, like, right. without There's some slams. of these guys down, they're going to have to force the ball to him. And we get to see what Kadarius Tony's all about. See how Asante right. or... Mike match up with him because if none of those guys go, you're gonna to have to find to get the ball somewhere. Um, I I I listened to Locked On. Uh, I think it was today. They did a crossover with the Chiefs. The Chiefs Locked On guys, oh, and uh-huh. they were the the Chiefs Locked On guy would seem very very worried about Juju Smith Schuster not playing. That if he doesn't play, that's a really big loss for them. Because he's the one that's kind of been the go-to guy in the big time. I need to catch type situations outside of Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. um, so that's the one. Especially with dealing with the concussion and still not practicing, because uh, there's protocol. You have to come back. You have to have a day of conditioning. You have to go through these steps to be cleared to play. Um, so that could that could be a, a
2: little bit of a leveling of the playing field based on our injury report. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Two two big wide receivers not playing for the Chiefs could be could be big for the Chargers. Um, They also had Jarek McKinnon get a limited practice in. Isaiah Pacheco, their running back, got full practices in. Chris Lammons, uh, cornerback, hasn't been practicing. Uh, also, LeJarius Sneed getting limited practices in. And tackle Andrew Wiley getting full practices in. So... Uh, banged up on both sides is the point of that. Is well, that uh,
4: and who knows? Look at our team. How many guys that we haven't had in weeks could be back this game? Could potentially yeah. be back. Yeah, like I'm looking at three big ones: Rumpf um, and our one and two wide receiver. You know, yeah. Keenan and 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 Pitkins. And and Pipkins be right, can tackle. be back. Like this, this could this could have lined up well for us that we're kind of getting healthy at the right time to kind of catch them. You know, it's late in the season, all these teams are hurt in some way, shape, or form. And there's so right, much yeah. shuffling going on. You just got to get lucky and hit the team when they're kind of in that trouble area. And hopefully our guys can play and we can have a, a good performance.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It'll be a home game at SoFi Stadium, Sunday night football. So prime time both the Duncan brothers will be in attendance checking out our opponent. Uh, the Kansas city chiefs right now are seven and two, number one in the AFC West. And we are not too far behind. Yeah. We're not too far behind. We're at the five and four. Uh, you know, the chiefs, the games that they have lost have been interesting. Like losing to the in- Indianapolis Colts is kind of astounding. Even though it was early on, that was a weird one. And who's the other team that they lost to the bills, uh, bills. The bills. Yeah. So those are their two losses the other teams that they've been beating at least lately you know you know Jacksonville they beat by 10 Tennessee Titans only beat by 3 uh they smacked the 49ers but that was when they were still down a bunch of guys so
5: they that's were kind of understandable
2: yeah. yeah
4: That's what I'm talking about catching these teams at the right time. We yeah. caught San Francisco when they had loaded up and that got everyone off the IR. Christian McCaffrey they,
5: wasn't even on the 49ers at that Exactly. Thing. They right. caught
4: him it was just this it always seems to happen that way. The Chiefs seem yeah. to get a lot of things go their way. Um, most of the time.
2: Most of the time. Not this week. Not, Not this, this week. <laughs> Not going to happen. Um, well, you couldn't ask for two quarterbacks to go head-to-head against each other that are this closely <laughs> compared to uh, head-to-head careers. You've got Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert. Patrick Mahomes now with three wins against Justin Herbert's one Uh during the head-to-head competition between Mahomes and Herbert. Mahomes has had hundred and eight team points. Herbert's had 102. That's so close. The ratio of touchdown to interception, they are both 10 touchdowns for three interceptions. Mahomes, 302 passing yards versus Herbert's 291. And Mahomes' passer rating, 95.7 versus Herbert's 100.9. So these are two very closely matched quarterbacks going up against each other this Sunday. Um, Hopefully, hopefully it's a good game, folks. Like, these games, the stars are are aligning. Always close. Like last game,
4: it's like San Francisco 49ers. We never played them. Oh my God. Let's see how this works out. That was the kind of energy going on the game. At least for me, like we don't run Mm -hmm. into this team. We yeah. know what this team is. They have prepared for this team so many times as coaching staff. So right. they should have a leg up to have a better understanding of how they're going to counter, and it'll be more of a chess match than you know the last game.
2: Yeah, that's, uh, that's what we can really hope for, and having at least some home field advantage uh, should hopefully be a help as well. Uh, primetime game should hopefully be a help as well for, for Herbert. Um, Rob Collins tweeted out, Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes Said, Justin Herbert is a special talent. He throws passes. I don't think anyone else can throw in this league, including me. Hmm. Hmm. He's hmm. seen it and he believes it, my friend. He's see, he's he, must seen it, it he must believe it now. He must believe it. He saw it yes. and he believes yeah. it. Yeah, Cool. <laughs> Do you believe me now, Mr. Krabs? <laughs> um, yeah, that's obviously... Patrick Mahomes is undeniably a talent in the NFL, as much as we hate to admit it. And uh he's for him to recognize the- he's a pain in he's the ass. He's a glorious pain in the ass. And so to recognize the talent that Justin Herbert has, uh, has to be has to fill your heart as a Charger fan to hear that from you know, talent recognizing talent uh in Patrick Mahomes recognizing Justin Herbert. So pretty it's special. It's a better interview than crying after you lose. It is a better interview than that. Yes. He might've shed a tear after saying that, like can throw in this league, (laughs) including me. (laughs) I can't even do it. It wasn't included in the quote. So
4: he's not as soft as car. I give him a little more credit than that.
2: (laughs) Right. Well, if you want to give us a little credit, you can go on over to (laughs) patreoncom slash charger (laughs) chat. Hey, Uh, yeah, you set it up. I spiked (laughs) it down, my friend. Um, Patreon.com slash Charger Chat, folks. If you want to go check it out, we are posting a lot of fun stuff over there, a lot of fun videos. We've got a lot of fun stuff lined up, and we just had a fun uh, hangout. We sat down with some of the special tens down over on our Patreon because we do a monthly hangout with them. This was our first one ever, and I think it went pretty well. It what was you guys so think? much
4: It was so much fun. It was awesome yeah. getting just to hang out and just be goofy buttholes together. You know what I mean?
2: It's, a, it's an interesting... Yeah opportunity because yeah like Kyle and I we sit here and we talk to Kevin Kevin is the uh, what's the word the uh, I'll be kind no 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 I'm trying to think like you're, you're the the ambassador for the Charger chat you go out and chat with everybody else oh, yeah. we you don't do necessarily all the get to chat with them that. yeah right so it's it's a fun opportunity for us to sit down with some (laughs) of the fans of the show and just have a one-on-one real crap talk was coming right you You know i'm not like that you know i love you buddy (laughs) 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 so it was really fun and so if you want to go check it out patreon.com slash charger chat and if you don't want to go to patreon that's a ok you can go on over to chargerchat.com check out all the cool stuff we've got over there t-shirts hoodies and stickers you can chat it up with other Charger Chateteers in our members' section and ask questions and ask both fam. So go check it out, ChargerChat.com. all right gang well now it is time to go on to the next segment you know him you love him hope he's doing okay I'm worried I think this might be a spicy episode they're coming off of losses these can always go
3: one way or the other it's a great experience Ah, uh, yeah <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. yeah come on in man kick your feet up the... oh great experience hello there make yourself at home Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. Week 10. Oh hell. Um, I'm not ready for football to be over. Now I might be landed on a little bit thick here because we have several more weeks to go. But dude, 10 weeks through already? This team has to find its way into the playoffs because I mean if you're a football addict like myself, you want every bit of it you can get. And I mean the NFL type. XFL is probably gonna be, you know, cool to watch, but charges won't be represented there. And uh, it's probably only gonna hold my interest for maybe a week or two. That's too far down the line. I don't even wanna think about it. Our boys are still in it. And uh, with that said, let's get into some week 10 convo. You already know who and what it is. She got Craig in Texas. And welcome to another edition of the Krega experience. Okay, I don't need to hammer this home. Last week sucked, um, mostly in part because you guys know how I felt about that game going into it. I wasn't super confident in Charge's Chargers chances, but that's what makes it worse, right? You go in with lowered expectations, Your team kind of sort of overachieves, and then once the clock hits all zeros, they end up going home with an L, and it's just another loop in that emotional roller coaster that is Chargers fandom, and none of our hearts need any more of that stuff, so yeah, it took me a little while to get over it because they really had that joint, man. They had an opportunity to win, but I will say that I'm really proud of the way that the defense stepped up. Um, even in the midst of later on losing two more interior defensive linemen yes now that's four over the course of like less than two weeks which is insane when you think about it so you got Otito Obonia who goes down for the year and also Christian Covington Um, in addition to Austin Johnson from the week prior to that and now Raider Jerry Tillery who was released and claimed by the people who like to smell our underwear apparently they are freaks man just whatever the charges leave behind whatever droppings they let go they're just right there to scoop them on up <sighs> super strange oh and Derek Carr the whole cry in the car thing you are taking it way too far my man but I can't imagine what it must be like to be a Raiders fan hell I don't want to think about it I haven't seen very much activity from them, those guys on Twitter and I can understand why you would be laying low right now but anyway on to more important things Kansas City Chiefs this week. Uh, I actually do feel good about this game, Uh, mostly in part because of the reinforcements that appear to be back. Saw some video of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams practicing. And you know, there's no way Mike Williams is gonna miss a Chiefs game. Short of someone literally chopping off his foot, Mike's gonna be in the game. Hell, if you chopped his foot off, he'd probably still try to hop around and play on one. And he might still go for a hundo and a tud, it's because for some reason, he's the chief's daddy. I don't, I don't know how that works the way that it does. It just does. And hoping for more of that this week, because we're going to need it. And if Keenan is, you know, somewhere in the range of 80 and 90%, then that's going to be helpful as well. Give 10 more weapons. And this time that Josh Palmer's had out there as the number one guy should also come in handy. So I think he'll be a better performer as opposed to going against teams number ones and twos. Um, he'll be going against their third corners and some safeties at times, maybe even some linebackers. And, I mean, you know, if his performance while those two have been out, you know, as of late is any indication, then there may be some big plays that are easier to be had for him starting this week. Uh, DeAndre Carter as well. So just to have that compliment of those four top guys, um, hopefully Gerald Everett is okay. And you already know how the Chargers play the Chiefs. It's probably going to be a tightly contested game. And the Chiefs are dealing with some injuries on the offensive side of the ball themselves. Nicole Hartman just got put on IR. Hey, Nicole, we'll see you in LA next year anyway. I'm starting a recruiting right now. So if you just want to, you know, take off the rest of the season, be ready for OTAs perfectly fine with me but um they also have juju smith schuster who's in concussion concussion protocol and i don't think he's going to be going either so here's when collecting talent starts to pay off they do have Kadarius tony now and did y'all see that freaky catch that dude made where he adjusted his gloves while the ball was in midair never seen anything like it that's a different type of cocky confidence but you know what i like that type of swag that's, that's 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 my thing right there. I enjoyed it. Um and if you're the type of player that can pull it off, have at it. It's just better entertainment value. Uh defensively, the Chiefs don't scare me. Uh of course there's Chris Jones, but I feel like we can kind of sort of mitigate what he does. Uh, I think they are getting um can't remember his name, Frank Clark. I think he's off of suspension and rolling back in town. So Edge pressure may be a little bit tougher this time around from them. But really and truly, what I want to see this week outside of Herbo just slinging it to his regulatory targets is a commitment to the running game, man. Help 10 out. Please get the running game going. We saw how that went the first drive against the Niners. Set up play action. We're able to get some nice passes off of that. Set up a touchdown. It was Amazing. And again, as being an old school football dude who's always been a run first guy, it pains me to watch the Chargers give up on the run so frequently and so early. But also, it has gotta be some variety. First down runs, come on, Joe, let's switch it up a little bit, man, I get it. I'm not one of those people who ignores the fact that there are injuries, of course, more injured than anyone in the entire league, but with that said, the most injured teams don't necessarily have to succumb to those injuries and lose games to teams that are healthier or more talented, It's when you have to get creative. Do some more pre-snap stuff, um, more pre stuff, more movement, more window dressing. It started off early like that in the Niners game and then that just kind of went away in the second half. You have to make teams think about it on the other side of the ball, when you're just lining up and you're short handed and it's man on man, you're probably going to lose that battle gonna lose that battle nine times out of ten that's right i love the other guys i will quote that every time i get an opportunity but again man joe just mix it up man i still want to see more isaiah spiller and austin eckler on the field at the same time you could really do some damage with that man if you want to line Austin up at receiver a little bit more and throw teams off a bit, you want to motion them out there, motion them from the slot into the backfield with Spiller out there, run dual sets out of shotgun. I feel like a broken record because I'm saying this every week, but there are opportunities there. And if you're shorthanded and passing the ball is rough because you don't have your top guys, which kind of starts to level itself out this week just have to be more creative in your play calling at least make it look like something pre-snap that way you can maybe get the defense to pause for a second or two and it may help you get a receiver open on a route that takes a little bit longer to develop or someone may get caught out of space and you might have a busted coverage you have to be creative as an offensive coordinator man you can't just come out there with your 12 to 15 scripted plays to start off the game and have that down and when those are up then you're just cooked from that point on no man you have to really dig in get some critical thinking going and all those years of experience sitting around in new orleans watching sean payton do his thing you know something had to stick oh wow stick is not the term to be using right now that's literally like saying cover three at this point it's actually cringier Anyway, but that's what I want to see. So enough of me rambling. Again, I feel good about this game. So let me go ahead and give a score prediction. I believe the Chargers on Sunday night, prime time Herbo, go out there and get the dub. And I'm gonna call it Chargers 28, Chiefs 24. It'll be a close one, but I think Bolt gang pulls it out move up to six and four and again starting to get guys back and you can make it tough on some other teams man the afc is a little rowdy there's a lot going on at the top but before anything else you gotta take care of the chiefs first in your division and continue to gain ground so i'll catch y'all on the next one around i appreciate you you know who it is mr bolt game or do not bang aka top underscore flyt3 over on twitter and yes you can catch me on my youtube page at charge it to the game uh probably be dropping a reaction video post game um it may not be sunday night it might be a little late uh, i'm an old man now and i wake up really early to go to the gym so I got to get at least five and a half hours or I'm no good to anyone. So if it doesn't come Sunday night, eh, we'll shoot for Monday or Tuesday. Either way, I promise you, you're getting a charge to the game video coming up this week, next week. Sorry. But again, till then, y'all take it easy. And uh, okay. Love you. Bye. I'm happy with this, Craig. I'm happy
2: with mm-hmm. the response. I, I'm always worried after a loss that it's going to come out to, <laughs> you know, salt the earth, tear it down. What are we doing? But I'm, I'm very happy with how that went, Craig. Thank you for even another keeled. awesome Craig experience. Craig. Yes, very even keeled and excited for this upcoming game for Mike Williams, a.k.a. Chiefs daddy <laughs> to come out and uh, lay a spanking on the Chiefs, Da-da. regardless of his, <laughs> regardless of his injury status. Um, And yeah, dude, a lot of great points about, you know, the running situation. And they. they if we can get a run game going it would just be so helpful. <laughs> it would just be so nice. And I, and I yeah. think what we
4: saw last week, this, the Chiefs defense isn't like this defense. Like this defense, we could definitely move the ball a little easier on, I think. The question mm-hmm. is if our defense can show up and play the way they did against that San Francisco offense, then we'll be okay. That's mm-hmm. what we need. We we need them to show up like that again. So, yeah. Primetime baby, let's go. They we everyone seems to step up a little bit more whenever we have a primetime game. I don't know what it is. There's a little extra juice. So, hopefully,
2: you know, they can bring that juice in week 2. I already said, you guys are bringing the juice for the Sunday night juice. games. Listen juice. Juice a little juice. <laughs> um, Craig, thank you again for another awesome Craig experience. Um, let's move it on now to the next segment. It is Bolt Beat the bolt beat with Jason
6: Reed. Let's get to it. Welcome back to another edition of the Bolt Beat. As always, I am your host, Jason Reed, acting editor over at boltbeat.com. Go check us out. Follow us on Twitter at BB underscore chargers. Follow myself at eat your reedies, like eat your Wheaties, but reedies, because Jason Reed. Um, before we get into it, I reluctantly, unfortunately, tragically have to wish the Charger chat guys a congratulations for last week. Give them a round of applause. We went head to head in our in our Chargers Content Creators Fantasy League over on Yahoo. And look, I had some bye weeks, I had some injuries. I'm not making any excuses, but they did pull away with the victory. And I'm looking straight at you, Clyde Edwards E'Laire, for dropping a goose egg zero. You know, they were projected to beat me, the Charger Chat guys, by quite a few points. And if Clyde Edwards E'Laire didn't put up a goose egg zero, might have had a chance. But alas, they got the dub. Still in playoff position. Bolt beat, third place. Got to string together some wins here, though. You know, first and second place pretty separated. I believe it's, um, I, I know the guiltiest charge guys are number two. I don't remember who's number one. Apologies to whoever's in first place right now, but I got to string together some wins, get in the playoffs. Only four teams making the playoffs. And I know the Chargers chat guys said there's a pretty sweet reward for the winner. So I'm hoping I could be the winner, but we'll see. Um, so congrats, guys. Uh, Charger chat big win for you guys needed to stay in the playoff race just like the Chargers are facing a game uh, where they need a win to stay in the playoff race kind of not really they're kind of in the playoff race no matter what uh week 11 against the Chiefs so before we dive into my picks my predictions my betting picks for the game I just want to um touch on week 10 a little bit you know I'm there's not really much I could touch on that hasn't been touched on in written form podcast form any form there is um the only thing, you know, there's the Joe Lombardi conversation in the play calling and how many weapons were out there in San Francisco's defense. And there was the whole Fred Warner clip where, you know, he had the uh, he said that they were playing the same defense on first and second downs. But if you go back and you look at the numbers and the film, it doesn't really show that, you know, they didn't they did run a lot of the same defense, but it wasn't what he was saying. Um, you know, and Staley even addressed it, saying they, they stopped running man to man in the second half. And that was kind of the adjustment they made. So was Fred Warner just saying they were playing zone every play? I mean, that's a big difference to say we we're playing zone every play, than we we're playing the exact same defense every play. So it is what it is. Um, my biggest gripe with Lombardi in this game, and you know, I know there's a lot of people out there on Twitter that um, you know, called Bolt beat a Joe Lombardi apologist and everything. It's because last year I do think it was overblown. They were a top five offense in the league. They scored a lot of points, they got a lot of yards, and a lot of people were just upset because of the perceived lack of the long ball when in reality Justin Herbert had just as many 30 plus yard passes as the year prior in 2020. Um, so I was just always pushing back on that. This year has been a little bit different. Um, obviously it's hard to call plays when you have your third, fifth and practice squad receivers out there. Um, but, and I thought for the most part, like kind of the past designs they had in the route trees and everything were fine it was the kind of the early down play calling. He kind of called this game. Like he had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. They kept trying to run the ball and they kept trying to run the ball. And like, I know I'm, I'm a big proponent for running the ball and trying to establish the run, how important that is. At some point you got to break away from it. And I'm sorry, but a jet sweep that loses six yards is not one of them. Some people are saying like defending Lombardi, like see, he did get creative. You ran at Nick Bosa on a jet sweep. Like that can't be your most creative first down play call. Um, but the problem was the first down play calls. They were behind the sticks. They're facing a lot of third and longs that allowed the 49ers to kind of sit back, guard these unathletic charges receivers and know that they have an elite pass rush where if they bring four, they're going to get pressure on Herbert. There's just not enough time for these routes to develop downfield. A lot of the times Herbert was forced to take the check down. Now, if we ran, you know, a little bit more of an RPO style early down offense and kind of work the passing game early. Maybe you get more of these, you know, third and threes where there's more quick hitting things that the 49ers have to worry about. And they can't just sit down, play the sticks and just let their four man rush get there. But you know, it happened. It's over with the game was a lot closer than I honestly expected with all the injuries, the Chargers were facing the Chargers defense did fantastic against the 49ers run. Um, I think this was a promising game, even in the loss moral victories don't mean anything. And I'm not a big moral victory guy, but you know, it was promising. And then we head into this chiefs game in week 11, it's Chiefs week, baby. It's it's Chiefs week. Obviously, the Chargers fell short in week two. You know, the referees might have had a hand in that uh, with some overturned interceptions. One bad miscommunication with Gerald Everett, the coaching staff, and Justin Herbert turned into a pick six, and boom, the Chiefs won the ball game. Um, you know, the Chargers in that first matchup looked like the much better team for seventy five percent of it. The Chiefs just executed when they needed to and got help from the right people. Um, so the hope is, you know, if the chargers can come out, obviously a lot different now than they were back then, most notably Joey Bosa, I think having both Bosa and Mac in that first matchup played a huge role. Um, just looking back at some of the film, not only the pass rush, but you know, them having to run away from Khalil Mack and running straight into Joey Bosa and kind of not having a, a, a side of the, of, of the defensive line to target like teams are now doing. And the chiefs aren't a big kind of run through the tackles running team, although Isaiah, Isaiah Pacheco has kind of come into his own the last few weeks. Um, so, you know, that's the biggest loss for the Chargers. But at the end of the day, it's a really good matchup for the Chargers in terms of just stylistically, you know, we the Chiefs aren't a big running team, as mentioned. Um, the Chargers kind of have the Chiefs kryptonite defensively. You know, obviously, they still put up points. It's the Chiefs, you know. They're always going to put up points. But we have the Derwin James, or excuse me, the Travis Kelsey stopper in Derwin James, Um, We have a defensive scheme. The chargers do that kind of goes against what the chiefs want to do offensively. And the chargers make them take a lot of stuff underneath. And that's kind of not what the chiefs are good at. And you figure Juju Smith Schuster is probably not playing in this game after suffering a concussion on a really, really gnarly hit last week. Every, you know, thoughts and prayers out to Juju. Hope he's okay. Um, We have um, Montez Valdez, Scantling, Marquez Valdez, Scantling not playing in this game Um, for uh, abdomen injury. I believe he was put on the IR. Um oh no, excuse me, McCole Hardman. Sorry, correction. Um, those listening at home that already know that because I was completely wrong. McCole Hardman, but Valdez Scantling, you know, hasn't been practicing. He was limited today at the day recording this Thursday. We don't know if he's playing. Like this could be a Chiefs defense offense, excuse me. That's Kadarius Tony. and you know, who's in his third game with the Chiefs and Travis Kelsey, who's coming up against the guy who plays him best, Derwin James. It's kind of hard to forecast like a, a heavy hitting Chiefs performance. and you look at the charger side of things. if they get Mike Will and Keenan Allen back, it's a really big issue for the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs have their their weaknesses in the secondary. Now they have Trent McDuffie back who hasn't played for most of the year, but he hasn't been spectacular. This is no sauce Gardner we're talking about here. Um, you know, so if they the chargers get both of them back, you know, and we know Keenan Allen already said he's not coming back unless he's one hundred percent ready to go. That's an issue for the Chiefs. Even if they only get Mike Williams back, suddenly you have Mike Williams as the number one option. You know, Josh Palmer comes in number two. You can put Carter in the slot. And like even that, Mike Williams torches the Chiefs almost every time he plays them. It's just a horrible matchup for the Chiefs, you know, because they can't defend the deep pass that well. So that's just, you know, that's an issue. And the Chiefs, you know, they have a pretty decent run defense. The Chargers haven't been able to run the ball And quite frankly, I think in this game, you kind of just have to abandon the establish the run mindset. Um, Unless you get success early, obviously don't come up out and just not run the ball at all. If they don't get early success, the Chargers on running the ball, and I'm talking like a very short leash here. I think you have to abandon it. You have to go to some of the quick hitting stuff on first down, maybe get Eckler involved in some screens, Um, you know, some RPO looks, some some draws, you know, play action. Just we can't see the same kind of inside handoff to Austin Eckler, Sony Michelle, and um, Isaiah Spiller that we were seeing against the 49ers that didn't work outside of one, like 12 yard run for Austin Eckler. Um, so, you know, try it early. If it's not working, you got to abandon it because this is a chief's defense that wants you to run the ball and definitely doesn't want you to throw the ball, especially if Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are back. Now, as far as the betting goes, you know, of course, because the chargers have been dealing with so many injuries and the chiefs are now dealing with injuries, the prop lines aren't up yet. I mean, this has been the problem this year, just because how many injuries the chargers have, you know, the bookmakers aren't putting props up yet because they don't know who's playing. Um, as far as the spread goes, the chargers are four and a half point dogs at home over under 51 and a half. That's the biggest over under of the week. Um, this opened at six and a half. And as early as this morning, day of recording Thursday, it was at six. So this chief's news has moved the line all the way down to four and a half. Now we're not even sure if Keenan and Mike Williams are playing, we could see this go down to three, three and a half. Um, if you know, by the time they're, they're announced as playing, um, as far as I'm concerned, this is an easy pick it's chargers plus four and a half, even if, you know, Goodness forbid, the Chargers don't win this game. Every matchup against the Chiefs is close. The last five games, the Chargers have covered plus six and a half. That's not the line anymore. But every game's either been within six points, within three points, or has the Chargers winning. Um, you know, and the the six-point wins, you know, the Chiefs won in overtime. That was how they won by six. Um, so I I just four and a half. These games are always close, even if you know, like I said, the chargers lose, it's probably going to be a three, four point loss. Um, And you have a good chance of them winning plus four and a half. So I would, I would take plus four and a half. I would honestly stay away from the over under this game is so hard to kind of judge in that regard. I would kind of lean the under just because on paper, it doesn't seem like this should be a high scoring game, but if it's competitive, like we're thinking it is, then obviously if it's competitive, they're scoring more points, both teams, and that would tend to lend itself to the over. So I would kind of stay away from the over under. Um, I would take Chargers plus four and a half. And I don't have the exact lines for y'all right now, but the props I'm going to target personally, I'm going to target a, um, I forgot his name all of a sudden. The Giants receiver they just traded for. I just said his name earlier in the podcast. Whatever. Whosoever's name is escaping me, and I don't want to be... Um, uh, unprofessional. Look it up on my laptop right now. I would bet on him anytime touchdown score. Um, you know, with Juju out, with McCall Hardman out, with Kelsey being stopped by Derwin James, that just feels like such an easy, um, you know, kind of receiver to target. He got his first touchdown last week on the wide open. He was like the most wide open player the last like seven years or something. Some I saw some stat. Um, they're gonna look to get him involved. Uh, Kadarius Tony. I don't. There it is. I don't know why I forgot his name for for a minute there. Kadarius Tony. Anytime touchdown prop. Whatever the odds are, I would bet on that. And I would also just hammer a lot of Justin Herbert props. Honestly, I would probably bet the trifecta of Justin Herbert props. That is passing attempts, passing yards, and passing touchdowns. Touchdowns is usually placed at one and a half. And since it's Herbert, you're going to have more juice on the over. So you're probably going to get minus 140 odds or whatever it is. Um, Whatever the yards is, his yardage total has been kind of low here recently. So we might get him at a really good number. Um, Whatever it is, it's going to be manageable. I would bet the over on that. Again, bet on... Over on touchdowns, two plus passing touchdowns, and bet the over on attempts. Because, like I said, the Chiefs have a good run defense. This is, should be a game where the Chargers are dropping back and throwing the ball a lot. Um, I would ride Justin Herbert in this game. He hasn't had a big game. He's had moments. He looked really good in the Falcons game. He had that insane mind-bending throw against the 49ers where he he stepped, you know, stepped up in the pocket, three quarters release, just perfect seed right in the middle of the defense. He's had these moments, but he hasn't had a signature Justin Herbert game. Since week two. Honestly, he really hasn't had a signature game yet this year. A big reason is because of the ribs and the injuries, and he's still playing great. Don't get me wrong. It's just when you're Justin Herbert, you have the, the insanely high ceiling that we just haven't seen yet. I think this is a spot where we see it. Primetime Herbert against a division rival, must win for the Chargers, you know, in their building. That's how they're thinking about it. For the Chiefs, you know, maybe not as big of a must win. Obviously, you always get up for your division rivals, but. You know, I, I just like the energy coming out of the Chargers building. I like what we're seeing with the injury news. And I just think this is going to be a big Justin Herbert game. And I would just hammer all the overs on his props. So that's what I would do. Hammer Herbert, Kadarius Tony, anytime touchdown, if you want to bet a chief side of things and Chargers plus four and a half. Um, let me know what you're picking. You know, let me know over on Twitter at Ichiridis or Bolt Beats official Twitter at BB underscore Chargers. Um, and let's just hope for a win, man. I mean, I, I ran the simulations on five thirty-eight. If the Chargers win this game, their playoff odds jump to I think like fifty-eight percent. It was or sixty percent. If they lose, their odds fall to thirty percent. So they kind of need ten wins to get in. They have like an eighty-two percent chance of getting in if they reach ten. If they're only at nine, they have like a thirty-three percent chance. So ten's kind of the number. So winning this game, moving to six and four, and only needed to finish four and three in the final seven games would be massive. So, let's hope this is the start of something special. Let's hope we get a win. Chargers will suddenly be back in the AFC West hunt. If the Chiefs win, the AFC West is all but decided. Um and let's let it be a catapult for the rest of the year. I'm I'm feeling really good about the Chargers. This is a team that, you know, in the past has started slow and rallied late, you know, just historically, and I think we're we're going to see that again this year and it's going to it's going to lead to a playoff berth. I really think so and it's going to start this Sunday night against the Chiefs. Hopefully I don't get old takes exposed. In the meantime, Back to the charger chat, guys.
2: Well, a lot of good points there, Jason. Uh, as always, making making great points about the the team and what to expect this Sunday. And and I think you're right. This is a team that can rally back, especially considering some of the injuries and some of the players that we're expecting to get back. Not even just for this game, but for future games ahead. You know, getting you know the day that we can get Joey Bosa back out there on oh, the field God. to play alongside Stop Khalil Mack. Stop I'm just it. saying that is going to be. Let's
4: just so good. Let's yeah. just make sure we're still in <laughs> contention when that happens. You, exactly. You, let's yeah. win some games right now. Let's get some guys back and let's get up to full strength going into those, the, the month that really matters. Right.
5: Yeah. Yeah. A big, yeah, a win gonna... this week is just vital. I mean, we, we get a win this week. We take it back to one game. We have the same divisional record in the AFC West. It's just, this is such, this is the biggest game of the season right now.
2: For right now. Yes. It appears to be that way. So, um, again, Jason, thank you for coming on and give us another awesome bolt beat, Thanks, brother. um, with some great betting, great, great betting points there, um, for, for our listeners to take advantage of. Um, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for us here at charger chat, but before we go, we've got some bolt predictions to make. Uh, let's start with Kev since I think he's already got one locked in the chamber.
4: Yeah, so we did our <laughs> Patreon hangout and Mark Busnelli Jr. was there and he uh, gave me a great idea uh, for my bolt prediction. So I want to we're gonna I'm gonna do this with him. This is gonna be our our uh, bolt prediction together. So like we're going uh, Chargers win thirty-one twenty-eight. Justin Herbert is gonna throw for four touchdowns, three hundred and forty-seven yards. Specifically, excellent and seen and seen. <laughs> Kyle, why what are three we thinking? four? Wait,
5: why three forty seven? Mark, Mark knows. His, oh,
4: Mark knows. I'm his, just the, prediction. Yeah, I'm just the messenger. But I, fe- I felt it when he said it. I felt it. I felt very confident he get,
5: with it. If he gets that right, he's not from now he's not a current person he's a he's, he's a from, man the from the future he's, a, he's yeah. a future man he's
2: from the future
5: <laughs> um uh, yeah i'm going to go a little bit lower scoring uh after our offense last week it'll be exciting if we could get if we can get keenan and mike back i think the score changes quite a bit um but i'm going to put us at 24-20 chargers obviously they are supposed to win every week and my bold prediction is that Fajoco finally gets a sack and we get to see that. And I'm just going to say it. I'm going to continue to have that as my bold prediction until, until it happens.
4: happens. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. I think that's fair.
4: He, he played so well last week. I think it could happen.
2: He was shedding, yeah.
4: shedding people left and right. It's going to happen. It's going
2: to happen. One of these games. Um, all right. Well, I think I'm going to, I think I, I had mama and Papa bulldog on the zoom chat as well. And I think Papa Wildog said 34 31. I think was his score prediction or 34 30. I can't remember, Dad. Maybe 34 28. Let's go 34
4: 28. <laughs> Not the first two. The third no.
2: One. <laughs> I think it was 34 28. And uh, Keenan Allen gets a touchdown. I think oh, Keenan God, Allen comes be back. So sweet. Keenan Allen gets a touchdown against the Chiefs at home at SoFi Stadium. Let's come back. Please. Please. If we can see Mike Williams and Keenan Baby, Allen
4: on the f- Baby, come back. I am just a fool. You can fool make a fool of, of me. me. <laughs> just go some touchdowns and f-
2: the Chiefs up. Do, do, do. One more time. Baby, baby go, come back. Baby, down. come back. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, there you go, folks. Bolt predictions in the books. And that is going to do it for another episode of Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. See you at Thunder Alley. K, okay, love you. Bye. K, okay, love you. Bye.